All right, today we're in Matthew chapter 23. This is Matthew survey class number 23. And we'll read the whole chapter and we'll make comments as we're led to do so. But very few comments reading the scripture for your familiarization. Matthew chapter number 23. Verse number 1. Then spake Jesus to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. And this gives me a, uh, a kind of an illustration. Gives, it leads me to think about in the book of Revelation, the difference between Revelation uh, chapter 3, the difference between the church at Philadelphia and the church at Laodicea. The church at Philadelphia loves God's word. They have an open door. God has set before them an open door. God has put his hand on them and God's going to use them greatly and mightily. In the church at Laodicea, there is corruption, avarice. Uh, people are considering that gain is godliness. It's a very, it's a very apostate church, if you, if you want to use that word. But that's a very good description. It's a very apostate church, but yet God recognizes it as a church. In, here in Matthew chapter 23, he recognizes something that, that up until this point you really don't even think about. But he says in Matthew chapter 23 that Moses has a seat. And of course, that seat of power is ha, has to do with the, the, the law of Moses. It has to do with the law of God. It has to do with God's will, God's purpose. And of course, those things apply to the nation of Israel, the, the kingdom of heaven. It applies to God's uh, revealed will for the people of, of Israel. And just as the... Uh, New Testament gives us God's revealed will and purpose for the church. We should also recognize that there is a seat of power there. There's a mandate for the church. And just as it says here about the scribes and Pharisees, the foolishness of men, the failures of men, the shortcomings of men does not remove the mandate of the church. It doesn't give us a right to forsake the church. God doesn't forsake the church in regards to the difference between the Philadelphia church, a powerful church, and the Laodicean church, a very apostate church. God doesn't forsake them. The most uh, carnal church uh, among the epistles, which is the church at Corinth, uh, the, Lord opens the, the Lord opens the scripture to them in the same way that he does for Romans or, or Philippians or any of the other churches. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father. And so God recognizes the church and he recognizes the mandate of the church and the authority of the church. God recognizes those things even when faulty men may be in control of it or in charge of it or when the, uh, apostasy, the apostasy of the church seems certain. You can bet that God's will for you is still the same as it has always been for his church and for his people. And so uh, do right. You see somebody doing wrong, don't forsake what's right. Take it upon yourself to do the right thing and be what God expects you to do. Here, the Lord tells him to submit to that authority, but do it 
uh, as unto the Lord, not as unto men. And so he says, Oh, therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments and love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats and the synagogues and greetings in the markets and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer, therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye can pass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater the gold or the temple that sanctifieth the gold. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. But whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty, ye fools and blind. For whether is greater the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift. Whosoever therefore shall swear by the altar, sweareth by it and by all things thereon. And whoso shall swear by the temple, sweareth by it and by him that dwelleth therein. And he that shall swear by heaven sweareth by the throne of God and by him that sitteth thereon. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Ye blind guides, which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye are likened to whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because ye build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous, and say, If we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. How can ye escape the damnation of hell? 
Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall ye scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city, that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias the son of Berechias, whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth, till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord.